Welcome to Running Virtually, episode 65, Run Every Street, with Just Plain Dave. Well, hello, my friends. This is Just Plain Dave, and I've been thinking, you want to go for a walk? Yeah, me too. I am out for a cool-down walk with my brown canine. Today is Sunday, the 1st of November, a fresh start. Oh, life's full of stuff, isn't it? Yes, I've been thinking about three things I thought I'd share with you today. Uh, one, and this is not a surprise. I think you guys will recognize this is, this is a truth. Human beings, people, are self-centered. They think about themselves. They think about their situation. And they think about how things happen in the world with respect to themselves. And perhaps as we approach situations, we would be wise to recognize that other people are really thinking about themselves and not thinking about us. So here's example number one. I like, there's something called Occam's razor. Most people have heard of that. You know, the simplest solution is the most likely one. So you don't have to add 15 layers of complexity if item X can cause item Y in a straight path. Right, so that's Occam's razor. And there's another kind of mental model, a rule that I like to think about called Hanlon's razor. And I don't even know who Hanlon was, doesn't really matter. I think it dates back to the 17, late 1700s, early 1800s in that range. But it is the idea that um, do not attribute something to malice, you know, so do not say this was caused by someone's bad attitude towards you, their bad intent, their malice when apathy can explain it, right? Like, so if someone was just doing their thing and going along without a thought for you in the world, but it caused something negative to you, nine times out of 10, they weren't thinking about you. You, were, you, weren't, even a, you weren't even a factor in the story. And so uh, Napoleon Barnaparte is credited with saying something to that effect too, like don't attribute to to, to malice, what, what could be uh, attributed to apathy or uh, incompetence, incompetence. Someone might just, it's not that they did something negatively towards you on purpose, they were just incompetent in how they addressed the situation. And this came up for me just the other day. I was out for a run, go figure, that's something I like to do more than once a week if I can help it. I was out for a run. I am wearing my day glow bright yellow. I am as highly visible as a human being can be as they come down the road. I run down the left-hand side of the road facing traffic so that I, people can see me and I can make eye contact. And as I proceeded down my road, so this is my road very close to my home, less than a half mile from the house, a big red truck, big red pickup truck pulled out of their driveway and cut me off. And I saw, like I was looking, I, could, I was looking really carefully, right? Like I could see one, there was a truck coming up my street. So I was kind of already noticing a vehicle in the roadway. I saw this big red pickup truck coming out of his driveway. I saw him looking to his left and seeing that truck. And I saw him never look to his right. He never looked towards me. And you know, when you're out in the road and you think, oh, bleepity bleep, that driver just cut me off. Oh, I was grumbly, grumbly, angry, angry. But, so I just came to a stop, safely in a spot. I was only like five or six feet from this vehicle. 
And I stood there with my hands up, like in the, hey, look at me. But, but without any anger, without any cursing, without any, you know, sign of aggression. And as I did, I, like, the guy looked at me with tremendous surprise. Like, yes, he was cutting me off. And he's, it's like a big F-350. It's a big truck. It would, it would, it would barely have noticed if it took out, <laughs> took out a just plain Dave-sized runner. But as I went by, he rolled down his window and apologized 15 different ways. He's like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I didn't see you. Oh my gosh, you're like, please forgive me. And I said, you know what? It's all right. I know he didn't see me. I saw you and I could play safe. And I introduced myself and his name is Tom and he's new to the neighborhood. And what a nice thing. Like I got to meet a neighbor and create a positive situation and a positive connection with someone who had just just cut me off and uh, so it was one of those opportunities where I could have taken it one way and been frustrated and angry and maybe had it ruined my run you know I'm like three tenths of a mile into a seven mile run and instead I have a positive experience and someone I can now stop and say hi to or at least wave to when I'm when I'm going by so I was thinking that was an example of Hanlon's razor, right? That guy had, I wasn't on the radar. I wasn't even a factor in the situation. I was just a bystander. And, uh, and in that context, I guess I would say apathy and incompetence were part of the cause of the potential conflict. But I had the opportunity to, uh, to change it from a conflict to a friendly interaction. Glad I did. That is just how I like to roll. So that's Hanlon's razor. That's what I was thinking. I've had a pretty crummy October. Things have not all gone well in the world of Just Plain Dave. And I have thought over and over that I cannot control all the things that happen to me. I can cannot, not control all the things that happen in my world. You know, we're all in the same COVID pandemic situation. We're all watching the same politics unfurl and regardless of what side you are on what you believe you have to admit that there is just unbelievable conflict like there's no compromise there's no discussion of policy how we're going to make things better you know there's going the election will eventually be over and we will need people to lead with policy to spend our tax dollars in a way that makes the country better for us and our kids and our grandkids that's all I want. I would just like leaders who could have these conversations and not be saying, you know, vote for me because you're part of my team. Don't vote for them. They're not on our team. Like, I don't care about teams. I care about solutions and making the world a better place for my kids and my grandkids. I don't have any grandkids, by the way, and I'm not, <laughs> not praying for them soon. I am just uh, thinking that really that's our job, right, is to kind of pass this situation on so that the next generation has a good place to put their feet down and, and grow from there. So anyway, it's been a pretty crummy October. I've got things to complain about, but it wouldn't do me any good to share those complaints with you. I will just say I cannot control all the things that happen to me, but I can control how I react to them. And I had a situation the other day where someone got me riled up and I'm like, I was really pretty emotionally energized um, and not in a positive way. This was not just plain Happy Dave. I was pretty darn frustrated. So I sat down, sat on the couch, <laughs> took some deep breaths, 
had had my faithful brown dog come over to me because she can tell when there's some stressors happening. She sits there and looks, and her ears go back. And her ta- if she was standing, it would have, she'd have her tail between her legs as if she had done something wrong. She had done nothing wrong. She was being my loyal support dog. And uh, I'm like, okay. And I took some deep breaths, chatted with my brown dog. Yes, you are a good brown dog. And realized that I need to need to respect that other person's perspective, that they were feeling hurt and they were feeling angry and they were focused on them. And that because of that, it felt like it was getting taken out on me. And so then I could take a deep breath and say, yep, from their perspective, they have a right to be upset. And I will not try to change that. I will not try to offer a new solution. I will listen and let them have their grief. And I will try to react in a positive way. Or in that situation, just not react. Kind of take it, take it as I could. Let the water roll off my back like the back, water off the back of a duck. Why is that a saying? I don't know. But here we are coming into the end of the year. We're going to have more hours of darkness, more hours of cold, more hours, right? And the days are long, aren't they? Like, these years are whipping by as I see my kids get older and growing up and becoming amazing young adults. God, the years go by so fast. But the days are so painfully slow. There have been some crazy long days recently. And that's both with life and family and work and pandemic and politics. God, I want these days just to be normal, right? I want there to be less crises. And so I have decided to give myself a new challenge because that is one of the things that helps me stay on top of my psyche. How can I stay happy? I can give myself a goal. I can create an achievable goal. I'm pretty sure it's achievable. Give myself an achievable goal, work towards it step by step, and make it so that it's something that I can make progress to towards over the next two months. So there is a running club, or I'm not sure if it's a club, but called the uh, Aravipa Running Club in southern Arizona. I think southern. Maybe they're based in Phoenix or or, uh, Phoenix or Tucson or Flagstaff. I don't know. They host races out in Arizona. Gosh, I want to go do one one of these days. I would love to get out and do a race someplace that isn't on my own street. And uh, But... They, and this weekend, this is Halloween weekend, they do a race called the Javelina 100. 100. That's Javelina with a J because a Javelina is a wild boar from the Sonoran Desert in Arizona and northern Mexico. The Javelina. Oh, I have fun memories of a trip we made as a family to Arizona. My kids were little. Delaney was probably two, between two and three years old. My son would have been five. Oh, it was a grand adventure. It was certainly an adventure. That's a story for another day. But we went to the Sonoran Desert Museum and we saw javelinas. And I don't remember which of my kids said it, but they highlighted the fact that how, how, uh, how odiferous the, the bouquet of a javelina in the desert is quite notable. They're smelly pigs. Anyway, um, I like javelinas. I don't know why. But so they're Aravipa Running Club hosts the Javelina 100, 100 spelt with a J, at Halloween, spelt with a J, all J's. They're quite clever out there. 
And people do this 100-mile multi-loop race in costumes and have a grand old time. And it is fun to watch. I have been paying attention to them on Instagram this weekend. What a grand adventure. I want to go do that someday. But this running club also is doing a virtual event this fall. It started September 1st, but I, not being an early adopter, have just decided to start it on November 1st. And it's called Every Damn Street. I'm going to call it Run Every Street. So Ricky Gates is an ultra runner. He ran across the U.S. a couple of years ago. There's a, uh, a documentary movie about that. And recently, I think last year, he ran every street in San Francisco. And San Francisco is a dense little, dense little place with all these city blocks that are super, super small. You know, like an eighth of a mile city blocks in a grid. And uh, my, I believe, I don't know the exact numbers, but I believe there's about... 1,100 miles of public roadway in San Francisco, and it took him approximately 1,400 miles of running because you end up kind of crisscrossing and doing loops and covering things more than once. So San Francisco, super small town or city, tons of roads, right? And I live in the opposite world. So my town, Rehoboth, Massachusetts, is a big old town, about 47 square miles of land area but it is much more sparsely populated and the roads are much more broadly spread out. So there are approximately 170 miles of road in town. And uh, I have decided that between November 1st and my goal will be to finish by December 31st. So two months, dark months, cold months, possibly snowy months. Yep, we did have snow before Halloween this year. Um, I am gonna try to run every street in Rehoboth. I started today, got up early. It was daylight savings time when the clock falls back, and I went out and ran a pretty challenging stretch of road. We have uh, Route 6 is a big old commercial street, two lanes in both directions, lots of stores and businesses, traffic goes 50 miles an hour. Not exactly a fun place to run, and I thought I'd check that off, get it out of the way early, and uh, do it early on a Sunday morning when there was as little traffic as possible. So. I, uh, I have started my adventure. Today was day one. I need to start coloring in my map. Um, but over my covering 170 miles, I estimate it's going to take me between 220 and 250 miles total running um, to cover every street because there's a bunch of little cul-de-sacs and dead ends or a place where today, for example, there were three little roads that end in another town, like continue off into the other town. And so I'd run a quarter mile up and then back because it wasn't worth adding a three mile loop to just make a loop. So I had three, I'll say municipal dead ends where the road continued, but I had no reason to go beyond that little concrete post that was the marker between the two towns. And it, what a cool thing that in New England, as these towns were establishing their roadways hundreds of years ago, someone put a post in the ground. There's one that I went by that was a, uh, a stone block, kind of looked like a little gravestone, but it was just marked 1846, but it was right at the town line because there was another concrete post with a you know, town line sign with the name of one town, Rehoboth, and the other town, Seekonk, um, at the top. But so I had three of those little dead ends today, twice up against the town of Seekonk to the east at the southeastern corner of my town, and once at the town of Swansea at the southern end of town. And uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a great adventure. I'm going to see parts of my town that I would never ever go to, 
and uh, and maybe interact with some people I never would interact with. Um, but we shall see. That will be my challenge. I've got two months to get it done, and I th- the the real goal will see how how many miles it takes me. I'm gonna try to be as efficient as I can. Um, and minimize the number of redundant loops covering the same ground over and over. So that's what I got today. Think about how everyone else is in their world and don't think that they're focused on you because they're probably not. And Hanlon's Racer is a good way to kind of think about that, that when people are interacting, it's probably incompetence or apathy. They just don't care. They don't have any malintent towards you. I think nine times out of ten, that's probably true. And back to me. I can't control everything that happens, but I can control how I react to it. So I'm going to react by putting together a grand adventure and run every street in my town. So from southeastern Massachusetts, this is Just Plain Dave. Happy trails, my friends.